How can we best use the strategy of offering matching gifts in our annual campaigns? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by Dr. Mark Wilhelm, one of our talented colleagues on our faculty and also doing primary research that can help us be more effective in our fundraising practice. And Mark, thanks so much for being with us on this podcast. You have just completed some fascinating research on the availability of matching gifts in annual campaigns. What did you find? Yeah, well, first, thanks, uh, Bill, for the invitation. Yes. It's nice to sit and talk with you. Uh, so this is work that Dan Hungerman at Notre Dame and I did together, mm -hmm. and it's about uh, matching gifts uh, in an annual fund to a university. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so here's, here's this takeaway point from this, this work, is that using a match to encourage donations, so in other words, you know, give now and a generous donor or some other generous donor will match your gift, say, one to one, mm -hmm. um, it really doesn't work all that well. Really? Yeah. And to the extent it does work, it doesn't work because people are motivated by the prospect that they're doubling their gift's impact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, so let me give you a specific example. Right. Um, the first thing we have to do is uh, clarify some terms. Okay. Because when a match is involved, there are two things to keep our eyes on. Right. One is the checkbook donation that a donor writes in response to the match, mm -hmm. and then that's the number of dollars that get matched. The second thing to keep our eyes on is that matched quantity, which I'll call the amount received by the charity. Okay. So we have to keep our eyes on those two things. And what, when I said that matches don't work uh, as well as we might think, it's that the matches increase that first thing, the checkbook donation, mm -hmm. on the order of 30% or less. Okay. Which is not what you, that much when you think about what the match is. The match is a one-to-one -one match. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a doubling, 100% increase in the impact of your gift. But that 100% uh, increase only generates, as I said, about a 30% increase in the checkbook donations. Okay. And so this is not the person offering the match. You're talking about how the rest of the donors That's respond right. to the That's match. That's right. Yeah. I'm talking about how the other people respond to the match. Uh, and that's been shown in lots of studies uh, mm -hmm. before the work that Dan and I did. So going back to a lab experiment uh, that Catherine Eckel and uh, Phil Grossman did in 2003, okay. where they offered, these are undergraduate students in a lab and giving to all kinds of different charities, but they found that the, um, that the match increased the checkbook donations, how much the people gave mm -hmm. out of their income in the lab, by only about 7%. Okay. But then uh, Dean Carlin and John List did a field experiment. In their case, uh, the, the nonprofit was a liberal uh, nonprofit civil rights organization. Okay. And they found that the match would increase the, che the checkbook donations by 30%. And uh, Dan Hungerman and I, as I mentioned in the annual fund to the university, again found about 30%. So that's what I meant. They don't work as well as you think they'd work given the size of the match. So we need to also, if I can define what don't work means. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if, if working means it needed to be 100%, it didn't work. But there might be some fundraisers saying 30% increase? That's not so bad. Then, then you're fine with that. Yeah. But the second part of what Dan and I, uh, I mean, you're fine with the 30%. You'll take that. Yeah. And, then, and we also want to recognize, I think, maybe something you were hinting at a little bit earlier that the, um, the funds that are being used by, for the match that were given by a third-party donor. Maybe mm -hmm. that was part of the condition of receiving those funds in the first place. And, right. and we're not talking about that. Right. We're just talking okay. about the subsequent behavior of the other donors. It's sort of how, 
at least um, my perception is how people think these matches are working. Yeah. Um, but uh, to come back, uh, you know, how do we know that the 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 match, to the extent that it is working, mm -hmm. uh, is not working because people are focused on that uh, the way the match is usually presented, which okay. is as doubling the impact. So the thing to do to start to explain that is to go back to that. Uh, seminal experiment by Catherine Eckel and Phil Grossman. Okay. And so not only did they do the match in the lab, but they also uh, did some treatments where instead of matching one to one, they offered a rebate to the donor, hmm. to, the, to, the, to the lab participants of 50%. Okay. Now in terms of the impact, those two are the same. Okay. Right? Right? If I, if I offer you a one to one match, that means if um, uh, it only costs you 50 cents to have one dollar worth of impact. Right, okay. If I offer you a 50% rebate, it also only costs you 50 cents to have right. a one dollar impact. Mm -hmm. But what they found was that the people responded to those very differently. Hmm. So that if you then, if you're focused on the impact, let's stay with that for a minute, that's mm -hmm. the amount that the charity receives. Yeah. I think you'll remember I said uh, uh, there's a 7% increase mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. checks that the people in the lab wrote, right, right. but that gets doubled. Mm -hmm. And so it's a 100% increase, 107% increase in the amount the charity okay. receives. Right. So when you go to the rebate, you should see the same thing. You're offering the same price of impact. It still costs 50 cents to get $1 worth of impact. But I when, don't know if my next word should be and or and, however. <laughs> <laughs> but when, uh, when Catherine and, and Phil ran the experiment, people only uh, receiving the in, uh, rebate only increased by about 34%. Okay. So much smaller um, response than with the, uh, uh, the, the amount, uh, in the amount received by the charity to the, to the rebate. So to the extent that these types of incentives are offered, the match results in more money for the nonprofit than the rebate does. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. But from the perspective of the donor, that's a clue that there's something about the match we don't understand. Yeah. Because if the donors are thinking of the match as a price reduction, it now costs me less to have a given amount of impact. Mm -hmm. Those two numbers should be exactly the same. And so, Mark, as you studied matches, did you look just at one-to-one? -one? Because a question we receive in the fundraising school all the time when we teach about annual fund fundraising is, what about the two-to-one match and the three-to-one match? Has your research uh, approached those questions? Not mine, but Dean Carlin and John List. Okay. Going back to that uh, liberal civil rights nonprofit mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. studied, that was part of their investigation. And what they found is that a one-to-one -one match works, generates mm -hmm. the 30% mm -hmm. that we talked about in terms of increased checkbook donations. But the two-to-one, no better. Okay. No better than the 30%. The three-to-one, no better. Well, that in itself is a puzzle. Yeah. You know, because if, this, if, if the match is working like a price uh, incentive, the, the three-to-one match, the price is much lower, why right. do people stop responding? And that's a hint that there's something else going on in understanding how matches work other than it being a price effect on the impact. And uh, there's no reason to burn up your primary donor's money with a two or three to one match any faster uh, because a one to one match, as Mark and other colleagues have demonstrated, uh, to the extent these incentives work, is the most effective way to go. And, you know, Mark, another thing our veteran fundraisers would be pointing out that in an annual fund, certainly we look at the first year as a collection year, uh, and then we're seeing who gives that second, third, fourth year. 
Do we know, do the matches have any influence or impact as we think about the long-term relationship we have with our donors? Or is that one of those you know, areas that still needs further study? There has not been much work there, okay. um, uh, but there has been one uh, clever paper by Stephen Meyer, okay. who was at the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston when he did the study, now at Columbia University. And what Stephen did was uh, use a, a match uh, that was run through the University of Zurich. Now mm -hmm. these, again, are gonna be undergraduate students they come to the university and they are, um, as part of their sign-up procedure, they're given the opportunity to donate to social funds. Okay. These are funds that uh, the University of Zurich uses to help students when they run into some monetary trouble and another fund helps foreign students. Mm -hmm. uh, so what Stefan did was analyze the um, effect of that match and yes, uh, the students offered the match uh, did uh, increase the amount that they uh, donated to those two social mm -hmm, funds. Mm -hmm. uh, but the next years in which the match was not offered, the students, those students who were offered the match gave less to those funds. Okay. And over the whole course, um, their giving was lower than the control group, which was offered no match to begin with. So important to keep in mind that uh, influential strategies and incentives such as matches can have some effect, maybe initially, but perhaps not long term. Mark, how would you summarize your advice for fundraisers as you think about applying this research? So, I, as I think about applying it, I think, I think, you know, sort of the work that Dan and I did is, 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 a, is a result that's saying how matches don't work. Mm -hmm. But what we need now, the next step in our work is to understand, well, okay, how do they work? Yeah. And what is behind that increase in 30% of 30%? I'll mention one more paper. This mm -hmm. is by Stefan Huck and Imran Rasul, who were studying matches at the Bavarian State Opera okay. in, in Bavaria. And uh, so what they have evidence of is that the matches work because of a leadership effect. Hmm. So in other words, what they did is compared a usual match. In their case, it was 60,000 euro for summer opera program okay. that a third party put forward as a matching grant. And they compared that to uh, 60,000 euro straight out gift by the third party, mm -hmm. but wasn't that 60,000 euro not being enough to completely fund the summer program, okay. so that was the need. And what they found is that, that the, the effect comes from the existence of that leader yes. offering the 60,000 euros, not the fact that it's subsequently matched. In fact, the, the subsequent match um, has a slightly adverse effect in their, in, from their study. So what, you know, the way they would suggest, based on that study, is that what you really need is a, is a leadership gift. Yeah. Now, that needs to be replicated, that's the Bavarian Opera, but still that's a very uh, interesting result and it's sort of telling us to focus on other aspects of the environment besides the actual one-to-one -one match or the two-to-one match. Yeah, a leadership gift uh, confers some sort of a reputational benefit, some sort of sense of legitimacy perhaps that can help in some ways encourage other giving. That's one possibility. Yeah. One possibility is if the other donors don't know so much about the quality of the work being right. done by the nonprofit, the reputation, um, that leadership gift serves as a signal. Yeah. But there's another possibility okay. that's not as pleasant to discuss. All right. Is that the match might work by social pressure. Oh, right. So, in other words, it sends a subtle signal that to the donor, you weren't giving enough, so we have mm. to offer you this match. Now, that's a conjecture on my part, but remember Stefan Meyer's study where the match had this sort of perverse adverse effect later on. So I think that's the, the, the edge that fundraisers need to think about is 
what are the effects of the matches, how are they working in my case? And I think your question about the dynamics, what are the long-term implications, is spot on. In other words, to not just evaluate the match based on what happens in the year that it's offered, mm -hmm. but to track it and offer a full evaluation after the dynamics have played out. As you can hear, we have an extraordinary range of in-depth research at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, thanks to talented researchers like Dr. Mark Wilhelm, and we translate that research into practical application in our 17 public courses that are offered in 17 U.S. cities. Also, we can bring that training right to you in your organization, in your local community, uh, as well as anywhere around the world. We have quarterly webinars, these weekly podcasts, and the research of Dr. Wilhelm and his colleagues is also under the research tab, all on the same website, philanthropy.iupui.edu. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.